You were feeling so good too. Of course, I had the number one ranked team. Fuck fantasy amateurs. Pieces <laughs> of shit. You got the number one team. Way to go. Just kidding. You're out. Eat shit. Welcome to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup with your hosts, Andrew Skinner and Joel Bryant. Before we get into the uh, the fucking roast of the corpse of Andrew Skinner, why don't we talk about some things that went down this week around the NFL? How about uh, your boy, Urban Meyer? What a coach. What a coach, yeah. You think if he's going to grope some girl at a nightclub, it would at least be after a win. Not in Jacksonville, because you know that's not going to come. That's you got to get your gropes in while you can get them in. Yeah. Like, hey, we had a lead midway through the first quarter. Good enough for me, Urban. Give me them. <laughs> as soon <laughs> as the, the wrinkly Tim Tebow thing, as soon as the Tim Tebow thing happened in the, in the summer there, I was like, this whole Urban Meyer thing is not going to go well. That's just a side show. I wasn't expecting it to go like this, but yeah, it's a Yeah, don't joke. get me wrong. Tebow looked good. I mean, he looked like he was in shape, but he looked just, like an athlete. Yeah, he looked. You're exactly right. He looked like an athlete, 100, like a chiseled athlete. But at the end of the day, the NFL is a very unique sport. I don't care how athletic you are. When you're yeah. out of the game for four, five years, man, that's a career for some guys. You're not coming back and making a fucking professional team and making meaningful plays at a at a position you weren't groomed for your whole life. It's just not happening. Well, and none of these guys, no matter how talented they are, picking up a new position on the spot. But No. I mean, there are some exceptions. Obviously, you've got uh, Logan Thomas in yeah. Washington who's reinvented himself as a tight end. Not only that, like an elite option tight end. He was drafted as a, a quarterback. Uh, what was that wide receiver's name that uh, reinvented himself as well? It hasn't gone so well for him. Terrell Pryor. I knew it was Terrell, Tyrell, Darrell. Dave, yes, Terrell Pryor, yeah. So, yeah, Terrell Pryor did it, and he was actually fantasy relevant for a time. Yeah, he was. You know, Good so it can be done, but the point is, is that those guys uh, had NFL consistency. They were in the league, active league players, who, while in the league, converted. Tim Tebow yeah. decided to go fucking preach the good word of the Lord and uh, play some baseball, and then was like, yeah, come back it was minor league baseball, too. It wasn't even yeah. real baseball. Yeah, just what Jacksonville did not need. Like you just drafted your future fucking Tom Brady, in theory. Why, why bring him in with the circus, you know? I don't know, man. It's the fucking Jacksonville way, I guess. You know yeah. you're a fan. Moving on. Any other fun things that happened around the NFL this week? Oh, yeah, I know. The fucking Titans lost to the Jets. Well, that was fun. That and was what really was the fun. start of the worst week of my fantasy football career? Yep, that was the tip of the iceberg right there. I said, oh, Jesus, the uh, Titans just lost to the Jets. I wonder what else could happen this week. <laughs> little, little did I know, it was all downhill from there. I managed to get eliminated from my survivor pool. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. please remind me going forward to – put more than one entry in the survivor pool. Like, I mean, these survivor pools get so big, man. It's a fucking investment. The pool I was in with Ryan and Colin, there's $157,000 in that fucking pool. That's huge. On the one hand, I, I won't remind you of shit ever, but on the okay, other, thanks. if it, if it equals bigger weeks like this, I'll set reminders in my phone right now. What do you need me to do? Well, no, this is, this is rock bottom for me. This is oh, no, honestly you can do better. Well, I can do better, but I can't do worse. Oh, I mean better at being worse. Oh. If you if you expand your horizons a bit, like if you really, you know, more survivor pools, let's get into more different kinds of pools. You can have a bigger, shittier week if you really put some work into it. Yeah, I guess I could. I mean, I could up it at least since yeah. week four this year. Next year, next year I'll join a big ass survivor pool, like a five hundred dollar buy, and just pick the Jets in week one. Just mail it in right off the hop. What other terrible things happened to you this weekend? Let's see. Lost all my redraft leagues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lost to Cam in Bishop's pool by a single point. Well, it turned out to be 0.4 because uh, the Bucks took a couple of knees at the end. 
Uh, so it was 0.4, but enough. in reality, it was one passing yard. I'm almost glad it played out the way it did because if Brady got me like a 0.2 lead and then I lost by two kneel downs, you would have been fetching my literal corpse out of the St. John's Harbor. Sorry, I'm just trying to get you to tell me all the things that went bad for you all in one breath here because yeah. like every time you say something that went wrong i can feel a spurt of blood shooting into my dong i'm just getting harder and harder and i don't want to spoil this listening to you talk (laughs) (laughs) is that what it takes is that all it takes you just some skinner mishaps to get you off apparently i lost tblc with one of the lowest scores in the ppr era i'll touch on just exactly how bad that score was when we dive into TBLC full on, but it was a near historically bad performance in TBLC to follow me to two and two. Uh, I got walloped by loader in Gary's pool fans of skin, which is just the worst feeling. I mean, he's just, anyway, it was, that was not a good (laughs) loss. So yeah, lost all three of my redraft leagues got eliminated from my survivor pool. And got eliminated from the guillotine league. And the Titans lost to the Jets all in one week. There it is. I'm erect. Well, congrats. There was a point probably Sunday evening-ish, I think it was when the Sunday Nighter was coming on. You were putting in the chat about how your team hadn't scored a single fucking touchdown anywhere. There was a brief moment where I was like, do I feel bad for him? Right. And then I just took a sip of my beer and I was like, nope, I definitely fucking don't. No, absolutely not. Not a single offensive touchdown from either running back, wide receiver, or tight end in either league. That's unfathomable. Which is amazing. I've never seen that happen to anybody. Never. I did not have a single repeat player in either league. So it was, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in TBLC and six from the guillotine league and 0 for 13. That's like a, a reverse lottery win. I wouldn't say it's a reverse lottery win. Lots of people get zero numbers right on their tickets all the time. <laughs> so it's, it's even it's even worse than that in reality. It's even worse. Yeah. It's a reverse negative yeah, lottery it's, win. It was so weird, too, because Sunday night I was like, well, I mean, you guys saw the comments I made in the fucking guillotine group chat. I was like full-blown hyper mega tilt, like the most tilted I've been in my life. Yeah. And then I woke up Monday. I was like, okay, I've come to terms with this. Sean's going to pick up a defense. It's over for me. Like, okay, at least I got a day to sit on it. And then I see the fucking Raiders game start. I'm like, motherfuck did not pick up defense. Holy shit. I'm in this. Only to still get apparently shut down. So it just didn't matter. Amazing. Right? Just that false hope. Honestly, if he had just picked up a defense, I could have been in bed by 10 o'clock, got a good night's rest, woke up the next morning to 78 unread messages in the fucking key team chat, just read them all, you know, said some LOLs and better luck next year and moved on. But no, no, old Sean McLean had to give me a chance. And I know, Sean, I would bet my fucking life that he just didn't bother to check. Forget looking, forget being confident with your team. Sean just didn't even bother. Just assumed. I mean, what are the chances on a random Monday night game that not one, but both defenses are going to be sitting there on the wire for you to choose from? And he yeah, not good. Bother. All the stash to corpse Julio Jones, who he immediately dropped the next week. So again, it made no sense. He just completely validated my theory when the waivers went through Wednesday and he dropped Julio. Just completely validated everything I said that Sean just 100% forgot didn't bother to check, but it didn't matter. We talked about this last week. At the end of the day, as great as guillotine league is, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's a luck league, and it is. You know, oh, it's a total luck league. If we've established anything in this world, it, I'm not a very lucky guy. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm, I assume at this point I was probably Adolf Hitler in a previous life. I must have been some just absolute scum of the earth. I had to have been. Because whenever there's some kind of blind luck involved, you can rest assured I'm coming out on the shitty end of the stick. So while you're rolling hot, how about you get to the uh, 
the TBLC week that was before you spoil my rager. All right, fine. Let's go ahead ahead and talk about the week that was in TBLC. Costanza absolutely turned Turd Ferguson inside out to the point where Turd Ferguson may not even return to his own league next year. Costanza won by score of 162 to 76. That's right, 76 points with my quarterback, Justin Herbert, putting up almost 28 points. You were chewing the fuck out of me for getting a 92 or 94 or something like that a couple weeks ago. I would have fucking loved 92 points. Right? Let's see. Dalvin Cook, 44 all-purpose yards, no touchdowns. Damian Harris, 26 all-purpose yards, no touchdowns. Brandon Cooks, 47 yards. Tyler Lockett, 24 yards. Brian Edwards, 4 yards. George Kittle, 40 yards. Le'Veon Bell, 11 yards. My highest score was from my fucking kicker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 10 points from my kicker. Rams defense, 1.16. You know what's amazing? You could have all this shit you talk about, Mike Davis and the Cordero Patterson thing. You could have pulled Mike Davis over from Nolan's team. He would have been your highest fucking scoring player. Yep. Not That wasn't your quarterback. Yep. Hey, he would have been the only player on your team to score a touchdown. I said if Mike Davis was ever going to fall into the end zone, it was going to be versus Atlanta. And look what he did. 14 rushing yards. 12 receiving errors, but hey, one touchdown. I think I was banging on about Mark, Mike Davis. He is absolutely fantasy irrelevant. Props to you for being able to trade him, which we will touch on shortly. We anyway, distracted yeah. from the main point here, which was that oh, you got yes. fucking killed. It literally killed. The so tell me team. more about the whole, uh, obviously you did some research here. Really respect that. Um, the fourth worst did you say PPR since we did PPR? Okay. Yes. So I did my homework. You yes. saved me from having to do it. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. I wouldn't, God forbid you do any work on this fucking podcast. I'll yeah, just, no, that's, that's not what this. I'm here for. No, we've established that. Don't worry, friend. I got this. Some other extremely low scores since we have gone full PPR and TBLC. Week three in 2020, yourself had 90.48. In week five in 2020, Sean had 89.24. Week 13, 2019, Spencer had 88.7. This is going to be funny. Week 12, 2019, me, 76.1. So this is familiar territory for me. (laughs) Week seven, 2019, Davin had 74.12. So Davin science, does, we've established that you did worse than anybody ever. End of story. No, Davin, 74.12 in 2019. That is the worst score of all time. Well, I mean, Davin's going to Davin. Davin's going to – well, not this week. Great segue, friend. Davin is not going to Davin because Davin actually won last week. You and I both picked him to lose and go to 10-4 and four at some point this season, but he said, fuck you guys, I'm winning. And he did. He actually told, beat, told you 10 and three is good. Uh, it'll be 11 and three now. He's well on his way. He beat uh, Labrador Colts 154 to 111. Yikes. Big score. Yeah. His big score was highlighted by 28 from Aaron Rodgers, 12 from Kamara, 13 from Sanders, 14 from Mike Evans, 19 from Hollywood Brown. Fuck Hollywood Brown, man. He's doing football things. He weird. starts off as a monster every year. I feel yeah, like he does. Davin's got some something going on on his bench there too. Look, he had AJ Green there. He, he benched Josh Jacobs. It was, I he guess, it was Josh Monday. Jacobs, Monday. Well, it was Monday night, and you just had no sub. I get it. Yeah, fair enough. He's got a good team. I've been trying to fucking make a trade with him all week, and at least he's honest. No offense to uh, guys. We're gonna do a proper trade segment coming up. Yeah. Save it for that. Yeah. Okay, I will. I feel like Sean's team is melting. The Labrador Colts are kind of fading a bit. Yep. I've actually got something to add to that coming up. I thought I had a deal done with Sean just a few minutes before you and I decided to record, but I didn't. But did anyway. Random.org. No, he did not. That's a special, special way of evaluating trades that not many people employ. Davin improved to one and three, finally got his first win, and Sean fell back to two and two. 
Moving on, Team Dinner defeated Shogun Master by score of 154 to 151. Another close loss for Spence. I think that's two losses in a row for Spence by less than five points. Josh Allen, 23. Chubb, 11. Robinson, 20. Ridley. Yeah, Ridley got – did Ridley get hurt or did Ridley play the game? What happened with Ridley? Because I'm seeing now he's marked out. What's going on there? I feel like he played the game. Okay. So why is he already ruled out for this week if he didn't get hurt uh, at some point? Oh, a personal matter, it says. Oh. We won't travel with the Falcons to London for Sunday's game against the Jets due to a personal matter. Is he just uh, personally tired of not putting up the fantasy points he was supposed to? <laughs> He's personally had it with playing for the Falcons. Yeah, could be. Who knows? I mean, his numbers are okay. His PPR numbers are okay, but he has in the clip more than 80 yards it, which is not good. And He's he got a lot shaved off round. the top from last year. Like he was, he was a monster last year, and that was with Julio in the way. Well, let's see. This is it's funny you make that point. I don't feel like Julio was in the way. And you have a guy like Julio in the lineup as the obvious alpha. Julio as the alpha is getting all the number one coverage all the time. So really it's the lineup with the number two cornerback, the number two safety, and gets the better coverage, which in turn gets the better, the better looks and maybe the better production. Look at Juju Smith Schuster. Remember Juju? When Antonio Brown was in town, everyone thought Juju was going to be the fucking next Jerry Rice, for fuck's sake. Anyway, so team dinner with the win improves the 2-2. Spencer, after starting 2-0, falls back to what he's used to at 500. Cove Cowboys and four verticals had a bit of a low-scoring match. Ryan pulled out the win, 108-38 to 107-38. He won by a single point. I'm lost by a kicker. A kicker, yep. One point out of his kicker. One point out of his kicker, and he lost by literally one point. Yep. So right. one extra PAT, and he's a winner. Three ties. That's right. So an, an actual field goal, and he wins. Just fucked up. The way yeah. my season's going, I would fucking love a tie. Yeah, I'll take a tie right now, let me tell you. <laughs> I'll take anything. Anything positive. Sorry, I had this bulge in my pants that was moving again. Oh, you're not used to that, are you? Well, when you just when you talk about how bad your football season's going, it just ugh. it's like being in the deep end without water wings. Hey, you're like, <laughs> oh, this is new to me. Yeah, you're fucking drowning. Uh, I won't even highlight any big scores because let's be real, 108 to 107 is fucking no. couple of trash matchups. They're not quite 76 points, but they're not great. Uh, let's see. Ryan improves the tune two somehow. Cam falls the tune two. Uh, Ryan was very fortunate to play Cam last week as he only would have beaten Cam and myself. Ryan could have very easily found himself a one and three with a different set of circumstances, but here we are. Both teams are now two and two. Clyde Edwards, despair. Look at him go. Two wins in a row to improve to three and one. He defeated a football team by a score of 138 to 174. 138, not a huge score, but good enough in this case. Clyde Edwards to Spear score was highlighted by Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things. 25. Clyde Edwards Lair. Man, ever since he changed his team name, Clyde Edwards Lair is in fantasy gold. Another near 20 burger. Two weeks in a row. Edwards Lair has broken the 100 yard rushing plateau. Couple of down games from his wide receivers, but didn't matter as he beat Justin comfortably by 28 points. Steve Power improves to three and one in a tie for first place, where Justin falls into the two and two log jam. And our last matchup, one that we both predicted. No, so oh, we definitely either. picked me to lose. We, we saw this train coming a while ago. Yep. Holy fucking God. 228.82, my yeah. gentle Jesus. And that was with a zero from his tight end, a fucking egg. We could have put together like a handicap match and me and you played him and we still would have lost. Your team plus my team, we would have lost. Oh my God, we would have. Where do you start? What do we say about the Mahomes Hill stack? It's lethal. It was lethal this week to the tune of fucking 89 points. Oh my God. 
Mahomes threw five touchdown passes. Tyree cut three of them. This I is keep exactly what I said. This team is a fucking problem. Kareem Hunt is a problem, man. Kareem Hunt was taken very, very late as an afterthought in the draft. And holy shit, he's been more valuable than uh, Nick Chubb so far. How about DJ Moore? DJ Moore, man, I went for him in so many drafts. I thought I had him in fans of skin and Nick Pedal of all people, the auto draft, don't set your lineup king, managed to take him in front of me and I had to settle for fucking Deontay Johnson instead. Yeah. Sam Darnold, he shed the fucking curse of Adam Gase and now he's just unleashed in Carolina and TJ Moore is the absolute beneficiary of that. I definitely took one in the ass from the schedule maker though, because I would have I would beat half this league. Yeah. I'd be one of those dunk two and two teams, not a last place one and three team. Yeah, it's too bad. Say your tie with Damon. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And I'm apparently losing the tiebreaker because I got a big fucking 12 beside my record there. But yeah, the tiebreaker is points four. So. Uh yeah, and points four wasn't really doing well for me. Oh, well, it's definitely not doing well for me now as I am way, way less in points for. Holy you're, shit. You're scoring less than me? A 76-point week will do that to you. Mm-hmm. If I had 10 more points, I would have doubled you this week. How about that? Yeah. My shit team. It's garbage yeah. and has the running backs and depth. Well, your team isn't last. doubled you. Your team's last, so <laughs> there is that. I mean, no matter how bad my team gets, I'm not in last place. So, uh, let's see. Bishop and C Power tied at first, three and one. And then we've got eight teams tied at two and two. And the Roundhousers and yourself tied at the bottom, one and three. Still wide open. No need to push the panic button just yet. All right. Let's move on to week five. I don't know what to think of my team anymore. I'm afraid to predict for my team. I will. I do like that I got a free start at Alex Collins this week, and it absolutely played my favor because my opponent, Sean, has Chris Carson. So I got a free number one running back this week while Sean needs to start fucking Devin single carry. So you got a uh, quickly fading opponent. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick myself this week. I'm not. I'm going to go with the fading opponent. Oh, okay. Hey, there's I, 74 points. I mean, Diggs will probably bust out now that I send him your way, but outside of that. Kittle's going to return to form. I think this is the week that Damian Harris shows his value against Houston in a game that they should get up fairly comfortably. Damian Harris is going to get a lot of uh, a lot of looks yeah. this week. I mean, so, your RB2 is uh, Samad JP Ryan. Is Mixon going to play or what's I don't think so. There? Pretty That'd sure be. Mixon's out. Yeah, thanks for shipping him over. I didn't trade for Mixon for one week. As disappointed as I was that he was likely going to be out this week, I was lucky enough to grab his handcuffs, so it's all good. It's I'm all predicting good another sub-100 week for winner, winner, Andrew Skinner. Well, you think so, hey? Back-to-back. Yeah. This is it. Now the shit train's left the station. I'm just it won't be, be that ugly, ugly, but it'll be – I'm going to shoot in the 90, 96 range. I will pick myself – to rebound after an historically bad week last week. Setting yourself up for disappointment. I like it. Well, last week I picked myself to lose and I was right. So this week I'm going to pick myself to win. Hopefully I'll be right again. Let's see. Co Stanza versus Shogun Master. Uh, who do you like? I think I like Spencer. Yeah. Spencer's yeah. lost a couple of weeks in a row by just a handful of points. Spencer could easily be 4 0. Yeah, oh, he absolutely could. Got a nice I mean, team, nice trio. Nolan's, Nolan's got the old Stafford Cup stack, and yep, there's that's right. Football, that's that could be big. I'm taking Spencer. Now, are you taking Spencer because he's playing Gary? You don't like picking Gary to do football things? No, I can be biased here. Uh, I'm taking uh-huh. Spencer because I I like Eckler. Okay, and I like Hopkins, and I like McLaurin. Spencer's wide receivers are. Pretty under the radar good. I think that uh, Gary pulls this out. I really like the Stafford Cup stack. Zeke at the Giants is, is should be a big game too. For yes, Zeke. juicy. Yeah. Even Mike Davis. Can we possibly fathom Mike Davis having a big game? No. 
Nolan still has not decided on a kicker, I see. Kickers are overrated, unless you're Cam and lose by one point. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go with Gary. You pick Spencer. Stick with Spencer. Pick All right, fair enough. Let's move on to the four verticals versus the roundhousers. Who do you like there? I'm going to go four verticals. Yeah? Yeah. Ryan was pretty lucky to win last week. Yeah, a lot was. of guys going in the Thursday night game could end up that Thursday night game is not as uh, high scoring as we like. That could be bad. I mean, Ryan's got some problems at the bottom of his lineup there, wide receiver three, his flex. There's some things yeah, just, to be made. But in the grand scheme of things, I feel like his team is one that's going to pop one of these days. Does he know something we don't about Brandon Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk is not even rostered in most leagues. I mean, not only is Ryan rostering him, he's starting him. See that confident Trey Lance? That Trey Lance is just going to fucking pull Brandon Ayuk out of the fantasy grave. And then you got Chenault at flex. Now, I like Chanel, to be honest with you. They I just don't. lost uh, Chark for the year. I think Chanel's going to be involved, especially against Tennessee. I love the Titans, but their defense is trash. I think this could be the week. Honestly, I think the Jags could beat the Titans this week. I think regardless of who's in there, the Jags intend to just spread the ball around too much to rely on any one guy there. Any given Two. Week. Marvin Two. Jones. Whatever corpse steps in. Marvin Jones has been putting it up. He's their wide receiver one with Chark healthy. Yeah, I don't know. I think Chenault is going to be the major beneficiary of uh, the Cherk injury, and I see him producing on a go-forward basis. I think he will be fantasy relevant. Could be. How about fucking Will Fuller missing the first game of the season due to fucking PEDs last year, missing the second game of the season due to fucking personal reasons, comes back in game three, breaks his finger, goes straight to IR. <laughs> Yeah, he just might be one of those guys that can't football. Can't football. Oh, All he the talent fucking, in the world, but can't. He footballed stay on the last field. year. He footballed on those oh, yeah. PEDs last year. Let me tell you, I loved him, and then traded him for the fucking corpse to talk early. Ugh. The injury clause. Remember that? That one. There won't be any more of those built into trades. Let me tell you. If so, I'd be getting a fucking veto because Joe Mixon's already out this week. Fuck. It's hard to pick Davin and do football things, plus he refuses to trade with me. So I'm picking Brian. That's basically the basis of my prediction here is that Davin is Davin. Yep, Davin more, is Davin. More often than not, finds a way to lose somehow. So I feel yep. it's just safer picking his opponent. Yeah, Sorry. He's, he's got some good matchups. I still – I like Brian here. Brian's going to pull this out. Football team against team dinner. Who do you like? Um, see a question marks for football team. Is that McCaffrey in his lineup? Whoa, what's yeah. going on here? I think he might be getting a little presumptuous. Wow, he oh, he practiced limited today. McCaffrey seems to think he has a chance to play on Sunday, but I'm wow pretty sure that all football players have a broken leg and think they can play on Sunday. I would be shocked if McCaffrey came back this early. That would be a huge unsuspecting boost for a football team. Dinner's got uh, Josh Allen in Kansas City. That's bound to be a fucking shootout. Oh, my God. This is going to be the game of the week. Can't wait yeah. for that. James uh, Robinson the Chargers could, could be trouble. James Robinson, I can't believe you're going to say this, should run all over Tennessee. Is this the week that uh, Debo Samuel finally crashes down to earth and uh, either doesn't produce or gets injured no i think he does it has a good week are you not shocked that debo samuels play four games of football in a row oh i am i absolutely am shocked but i'm willing to roll with him while he's hot now that is a sneaky lethal trio wide receivers man debo samuel michael Pittman, Devontae smith those guys all their ceilings are fucking sky high it's crazy and that's ridley on the bench too Kyle Pitts, too. Although Kyle Pitts has been awful. I'm hearing some podcasts talk about turf and Kyle Pitts, your waiver wire. Rightfully so, man. He's been junk. I would start thinking about it, maybe. Yep, for sure. So you uh, you like Justin here? I'm, I'm pretty I'm on the fence here. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm Justin if McCaffrey plays. I'm dinner if uh, McCaffrey sits. 
I'm going, I think I'm going dinner either way. He's got some rough matchups, but man, Justin's, he's a wasteland at running back. He's taking some big hits. Yeah, that's tough. So even without McCaffrey or with McCaffrey, he's still. Miles Gaskin already been reduced to bench fodder. Not good. Yeah. Glad I dodged that guy this year. All right, moving on. Uh, no Super U versus Cove Cowboys. This is an interesting one. Two of the boys are rivals going all the way back to high school. I wonder what kind of side bet they've got on this match. And regardless what records say, those are two beast teams in this league. Yep. Yeah, Cam just had a bad week last week at a Swift, and uh, Adams didn't do much last week either, but Cam's team, God, every time we have to go over Cam's team, I just – I'm the one that gets a little chubby. Jesus. Kemp's team is fucking loaded. I don't know. How is he two and two? The schedules beat him up pretty hard. Yeah. Although he's losing some tight matchups where he would smash everyone else. Last week he was losing no matter what, but he should very well be three and one. I'm uh, I'm going to go Bishop here just because I've lost all my side bets with Cam this season. So I want to pick him to lose. I'm going Bishop purely because of this Mahomes Hill stack against Buffalo. How the fuck does he even have a loss? I'd say his next. That's a good question. I'd say his next loss will be on KC's bye week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he's got Patterson on top of all that. He's getting Patterson just fucking lighting the league on fire right now. It's ridiculous. If if this league doesn't wake the fuck up, I'm calling a a Bishop Cam final right now, and we're all watching. You know what, man? I'm I'm in for that. Sure as well. Fucking be my team in fun. I tell you that. Agreed. All right. Last but not least, God Skinner tattoo against Clyde Edwards despair Sands kicker. Yeah, that's that's the street cred that my team has right now. He's not even bothered to pick up a kicker. Fournette's been a nice little pickup for you, hey? Fournette's been all right. Yep. And Sherman's that- supposed to be the clear cut number one there now, allegedly. Are you sure about that? I've been reading some stuff this week that I like. I wouldn't say it's clear cut, but I've been reading a lot that says even with with Mitchell coming back, he's going to play second fiddle to Sermon. He was over five yards of carry last week. Was he? I think I yeah. thought he was nineteen for eighty nine. My math's not great, but that's not five yards of carry. It's like four something, right? Yeah, it's not five yards of carry though. It's like four point four. It's not yeah. five yards of carry. You want, to, you want to split hairs? 74 points. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking five yards, Gary. Yeah, whatever. I see you're still rolling with uh, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Is that with confidence or just out of you don't have another choice? Oh, I got Derek Carr on my bench. Yeah. I, I've assembled a short list of players who are dead to me for fantasy going forward. We'll Benny Snell. Benny Snell, yep. Uh, Benny Snell, 100%. God. Chuck, you remember that? Benny Snell and uh, Scotty Miller are on that list. Dead to How me. How could I ever forever. forget that? Uh, you couldn't. That's a tough one. I'm sorry, I can't pick you this week. Cousins at Detroit could bear a lot of fruit. Cousins stealing stack that alone might get you this week. I don't think that stack is going to bear much fruit rest of the season, but this particular matchup at home to Detroit could bear a lot of fruit. Henry going to do Henry things. Hilaire, Hilaire's tricky. He's not catching a ton of balls. I don't see him put up another 100 against uh, Buffalo, but if he falls into the end zone, of course, that's going to be the deal breaker there. Keenan going to Keenan. Kenny Galladay looking real good now that he's healthy. Even Jasicki looks good under percent. Sorry, pal. I got to go with uh, got to go with Steve Power here. And I'm going to take myself here. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, like me, you picked yourself to lose last week. So why not pick yourself to win? Yeah, I got some matchups that I like. I got some, he's got some matchups that I don't like. He thinks he's going to beat me without a kicker because I don't know who he plans on dropping here. Maybe he's going to go. He's, I'm betting he's not going to drop Josh Gordon. Are you with me? Oh, definitely not. Oh, 100%. Maybe, maybe Peyton Barber goes. Peyton Barber can definitely go. Peyton Barber is injured. Yeah, he injured himself. I think his turf so toe that's or probably something. Probably to play there, even with a kicker. I, I think I, I nip one out here. Uh, maybe now that I've said that, I will get fucking crushed. But yeah, whatever. let's hope we're talking about you one and four and one hundred percent panic button next week. That would be so fun. 
as bad as my team has been, I'm very fortunate being tuned to. If I was one and three coming off a 76 pointer, I'd already be smashing the panic button. Wheeling and dealing. Let's bring back our favorite, not favorite segment, but one of our segments we haven't had to bring up this year. Let's talk about some trades, a little wheeling and dealing. There was a couple of trades that uh, went down in this previous week, and they're both with you. Care to talk about them? They're both mine. Had they're both yours, yeah. I had to start the teardown somewhere. I'm in a multi-week rebuild. Yep. So some, something had to give. I wasn't going to just sit back and watch it all melt down. So here we are. Your first trade was with uh, your pal Gary Nolan, who you hate to see do nice things. Okay, let, me, let me tell you about making a trade with Gary Nolan, all right? Yes, please. And I have a feeling you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, but you can send him offer after offer after offer, and it's just no fuck off, no fuck off, no fuck off. And then you send him one offer, and he's you get a message that's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. True. So then you, you're like, fuck, does that mean interesting? You know, you send him another message. What do you think? I'm thinking. All right. So you let it go a day. The next day you're like, you know, I got to make a deal. Are you into it or not? And he's like, oh, yeah, some stuff came up at work. Like, yeah, we get it. You're a lawyer. You're making 200 bucks an hour, whether you're doing your football team or a big case. So first of all, figure your priorities out. (laughs) Okay. So you keep picking at him. You get the message back that says, I'm still chewing on it. I'm on the fence. I'm still chewing over here. Like jaw must be broken. (laughs) <laughs> I finally told him this time. I finally sent him a message. I think the end of the second day. And I was like, I feel like making you a trade offer is asking my wife what she wants for dinner, <laughs> like pizza yeah. or Chinese pick a yeah. fucking lane. Right. Like, where do you want to go with this? And then he sent me the big calendar the next night. And I mean, I don't want to out him. I feel like it's kosher. Now we made the deal anyways, but he wanted yeah. to, instead of Davis, he wanted Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, you know, I'm dying to make a deal, but that's just too steep of an incline for me. Yeah. And then we kind of hashed it out a bit more and came back to the original deal. And interesting. Seemed to work out for both of us. Like I, I thought it was a good deal for him, and it just kind of gave me some different players to work with. But well, I am... immediately it was like two hours after we made the deal, Mixon's hurt. And then the next day, Julio Jones is out. I'm like, oh fuck, this is really working out for us. I am shocked. We went into great detail last week about how I thought and even you thought that Mike Davis was dog shit and you're like, fuck that. Get him the fuck off my team. And you actually traded the corpse. But you know what? It it makes sense in your specific trade because you had to trade the corpse of Mike Davis for the corpse of Alan Robinson. That's the shit kicker. I was, yeah. and I knew I was taking Robinson back, and there was massive risk with that. And that was before yep. field started, and somehow it got worse. Yep, you weren't. I don't, unload- I don't know how it gets worse, but somehow it did. You weren't unloading one fantasy dumpster fire without taking one back. So when no. I first saw the trade, I was like, "Wow, Joel made it very well here." But then I looked at it, said, "Nah, you're just married to Alan Robinson now." It's not like by week eight you're going to say, "Well." Guess I'm going to drop him. Like it's one of those guys that the moment you drop him, he will put up 25 points and he will be the big pickup. Obviously, Mixon was the big prize in that deal for me, and Mixon yep. was on my fuck off list that you previously mentioned because he burned me last year. He sat on my IR all season, and he was yep. a first round pick for me. So yep. I was like, nope, not touching Mixon again. But that's that's how much I needed to make a like a Kickstarter deal. I'll tell you what, me trying to make a trade, and I'm not going to out anyone in particular, but the guys listening to this podcast will know who they are. Me trying to make a trade, it's like mm-hmm. asking my fucking seven-year-old what she wants for breakfast. Eh, I don't know. Or, or better yet, better asking her what she did at school today. Eh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like, what Nothing. do you mean you don't know? You just left school. How can you not know? I don't know. Well, that's basically what it's like me make, make a trade. I... Almost had a trade with one guy. I sent out a bunch of offers, and one guy in particular was like, holy fuck, this is a fucking top-shelf offer, and I don't know if I can turn it down. I'm like, okay, we're talking here. So it was three players for three players, and we talked and talked and talked, really having a good discussion. Even he got to the point where he said, Skinner, give me a call. Let's talk about this on the phone. 
said, okay. We had a great chat over the phone. And at the end of the day, he said, I think it's just too big. I said, okay, you're right. It was running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, for running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. So I said, okay, I'm willing to trim the trade in two different ways. I said, I'm willing to go running back and wide receiver A uh, for your running back and wide receiver A or running back, wide receiver B for running back, wide receiver B. So he said, okay, that works. So I broke the trade down into two separate trades and sent him both different options and just fucking strung me along, strung me along. We were five fucking days. And he finally, when it came down, he said, you know what, man? I just can't make up my mind. I'm going to go to random.org and whatever comes up is what I'm going to do. I said, are you fucking kidding me? It's like the new age coin toss. Right. And anyway, he was like, all right, here's the video. And like, so-and-so accepts the trade. So-and-so rejects the trade. He was like, I'm going to do it five times, whatever's on top. And then it came up, reject. He was like, sorry, dude, I reject. I messaged him and I said, how many takes did you do on this video? I said, you know, you can just say no, right? We'll still be friends. I'm really surprised with the fucking stagnancy of this league in general on the trade front here. Like, I don't expect everybody to be in the same position as me, just scrambling to make a deal. But I think there's a lot of teams that are a lot more comfortable than they should be. I spoke to Davin about this, and Davin's been pretty candid. He said, honestly, man, he said, I'm still snake bitten." by that big trade I made with Mike when I first joined the league. He said, you remember the one? He said, we drafted on like Wednesday. He said, by Friday night, I got fucking hammered and traded my two first round picks for like three guys from the Patriots. Camara was involved, wasn't he? It was Camara and Thielen for, oh no, it might've been Camara and Diggs at the time for like James White, Tom Brady, and fuck who knows who else. Three guys from the Patriots. He just got hammered. So, so just Mike, got melted over. Mike, right out of the gate, Mike ends up with basically four guys taken in the first two rounds. And Mike went on to win that year. Duh. Mm-hmm. And Davin finished over. And he said, Skinner, honestly, he said, I just, he said, I haven't recovered from that. <laughs> well, I said, first of all, you got to get the fuck over that. That was ages ago. And as much as it's like funny to joke about now, like people aren't holding that against you. Like, it's okay. You're one in three, man. Not only are you one in three, you finished last in this league all three yeah. years you've been here. Like, how are you not more active? It's time to get your guns out. Yeah, I don't know, man. And again, I'll never tell anyone how to run their team. Sometimes yeah. I'll get frustrated at certain decisions other managers make. But how, like, man, I eat, sleep, breathe this shit. I'm fucking thinking of trade offers all day, every day. If I'm called into work, when I take a lunch break, first thing I do is fire up the NFL.com app to see if there's a trade out there. But a lot of these guys are just happy with status quo, you know, like, oh, well, if I'm going to win, it's going to be with these guys. It's, that's well, it. I'm, I look at the standings. Bishop's running away with it. He's got 80 yeah. points more, almost 90 points or whatever, oh, more than second place. Cam's team, I think, is kind of hiding in the pack right now. His team's yeah. really fucking good. And so then like there's two, the rest of the I like the Steve crowd. Power's team, too. So, like, let's say the top three teams are power Bishop and Cam. Those are like the the group A, the tier one teams, we'll say. Like, are the tier two and three teams just content to be tier two and three teams and say, oh, well, I guess I'll do better next year. Well, there's like six, seven teams that are in that follow-up bubble where they just all seem to be smashed together. Like, Well, that's the the problem, right? They see themselves. Look at the points four. You go down the line, 609, 605, 603. There's there's three teams that are one of you is going to get squeezed out if it yeah. It keeps going this way. That's you what I'm saying. That, but I think, think if somebody's people, going around just door knocking, like I, I feel like a fucking Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Like, do you have a, a moment for me to tell you about my fantasy football team? And they're yeah. like, slam. Yeah. <laughs> Get back. Just feel here. like there should be some more urgency because there's a there's Don't a big say gap no at to the, the Lord. But this is, I think this is a problem, right? They see themselves in the two and two bubble. They're like, you know, I'm still in the pack. I'm not going to make a deal, but like I'm in the pack. That's it. I was wanting to make a trade before I put up a fucking 74 burger. And now I'm like, fuck, I need to make deals. I'm content with the deal I made with you, which I'll touch on now in a second, but I see my team, like there's work to be done. Yep. I don't know, man. I guess everyone to each their own, like maybe everyone in this league has got 50 leagues each and they just can't possibly entertain all offers but i don't know 
I feel like there's a log jam and it's going to break. Like the levy is going to go week five, week six. You're going to see like nine deals. Everybody figured out at once and just shoot their bullets. You've talked about trading for one of your guys that are fantasy death to you, Joe Mixon. You didn't have to worry about that, friend, because five days later, me and you made, I think, maybe our first trade ever. It is is completely fucking mind-boggling the amount of collective hours we've spent hammering out trades that haven't happened. Right. And And then this one is done in literally 30 seconds. Yep. 30 seconds. Like you send me an offer and or where we were texting each other, weren't we? Yep. And you said, would you do this for this? And I was like, what about this for this? And then you send it and I was like, yeah, fuck it. Looks good. Fuck it. Right. I think people have a fear of being embarrassed. You know, like, oh, God, what if I look bad in this trade? Like, who cares, man? If you look bad on a trade, fucking make another trade. You traded, you got Mixon from Gary, you know, you weren't married to him. You turned around and fucking traded him again. That's where I've been at, like, in, in that deal. The deal with you and me worked the same way. I just needed some new hockey cards to trade. And then yeah. I got into Cook and A.J. Brown and quickly realized that Diggs may have been more marketable. Yeah. From my perspective, Diggs was a focal point. I needed that alpha for my wide receiver core. And I really thought that there was a window there for Diggs. I saw the matchup coming up this week with Casey. And I said, this is the one where he pops off. So I said, if I'm getting Diggs, it's got to be now. Mixon's not so much of a focal point for me. I like that I've got P. Ryan, but I feel like that P. Ryan Mixon package is going to be on someone else's team in the next few weeks. I had the opportunity to make a third deal. There was definitely a price put out there on a player that I really wanted to draft and didn't get. And I hummed and hawed about it. And ultimately it was just way, way too much to pay for a guy who's in last place. Yeah. Like putting myself backwards is not going to fucking do anything for me. So ultimately I backed down. Well, I almost had a deal done right before we got on this podcast, Mr. Sean McLean. To this moment, as we're sitting here recording, I don't know why it didn't happen. I put it in the group chat very casually. I said, hey, whoever owns Chris Carson, I didn't even know who had him. I said, I've got Collins. Carson's out for tonight. Collins can be had if somebody wants to do a quick deal before uh, the game kicks off, you know, so that they don't have that hole in their lineup. And then Sean responds and said, oh, it's you. So anyway, I sent Sean an offer. I sent Sean, I sent him Damian Harris and Brandon Cooks for Chris Carson, Chris Godwin. So we went back and forth. He said he didn't like Cooks. I said, okay, fair enough. And then he casually comes back and said, well, if it's a numbers thing, let's go lock it over Cooks. And I said, okay. And then I immediately sent him Lockett and Damian Harris for Chris Carson and Chris Godwin. And then he rejected that too. I was like, motherfucker, this is what you asked for. He said, yeah, well, you were too anxious. I said, man, I don't know. Gun shy. He quite specifically said, if it's a number sing, let's swap Lockett for Cooks. And I said, okay, I'll do that. I said, I came in like Cooks was my floor. I said, I'm never going to come in right at the top of my offer, but I'm going to come in close to where I want to be. I said, Cooks was my floor, but Lockett was my ceiling. I said, if he doesn't like Cooks, I'll bring Cooks up to Lockett. That's what I'll do. And I said, that's what you asked for, and you still fucking rejected it. The groundwork's being laid for one of these weeks to give and a lot of deals to go down, which is good because I'd like to talk about a trade that isn't mine. I mean, Sean is not gun-shy. He hasn't been in the past. There was a time when Sean and Mike used to trade all the time, but maybe that's Me and Sean made a huge deal last year. There you go. Huge deal. He traded me Lamar Jackson. And Devontae Adams. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, I do. Maybe he's was iffy because we're playing each other, but I don't think so. I was quite willing to be like, here's Alex Collins. Let's hope he doesn't run all over me in the next five minutes. It's got to, if it has to be done, it has to be done. I think you know? Sean strikes me as one of those guys that's making his toast, but just hasn't decided if he wants peanut butter or jam. All right. Let's, uh, you know what? Actually, just wrap up the podcast here. Thanks for coming in, friend. Have a great day. <laughs> you you forgot the uh, decapitation what? nation, though. What? What are you talking about? Is there yeah, another you, league? You uh, don't want to talk about the, the guillotine league? 
Oh, I've never played one of those. Are they fun? Well, you've tried to play one. No, I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, I'm definitely fucking sure. What's the uh, what's the premise of a guillotine league? Can you tell me exactly how it works? Well, basically, you show up for like a week or two or three or four every year, and then you fuck it up, and then you go away for the rest of the season. And then you can't play anymore. It's basically how it works. Yeah, I mean, you're still there. Your team is there. The team name, anyways. Yeah, my team name is there. Pork chop sandwiches. Okay, I see that. But how come you have I... all the same players though? Remember when how you can... used that joke on Nolan? That didn't age well, did it? How, how come I have nine empty spots in my roster? Where are my players? Couldn't help but notice a few of them ended up on my team. Weird. Yeah, funny how that works. Who must about... have made another trade? <laughs> oh, look, you traded me Hopkins, CD Lamb, and Jacobs for nothing. For some web. It's a good deal. Like it. Oh man, what a week. I cannot believe after the narrative that week, man, you talked about like if that was you going down, I would have been erect. And then a week later, you got your wish. I went from top three in scoring in league to second last week four and then last week five. See ya. Thanks for playing. Done. Because you started bragging about how good you were doing. You had all your web, how you got Cooper Cup for 16 bucks, and your team's geared up to make it to this point without even sweating. And, you know, these are all things you said. I'm almost flattered in a sense because I think that everyone was in agreement that, holy shit, Skinner had a good team. And when my team went down, holy fucking panic button. Look at the fucking claims that were made, man. People were like, holy fuck. If Skinner's team can go down, anyone's team can go down. You were Although, just begging it, karma to just dip it in there. Well, I looked at it like after I came down from super ultra monkey tilt, I had an objective look at it and I realized that I just had not necessarily too much faith in the Rams defense, but I, my willingness to just hang on to them. Like I was like, okay, my team's going to be okay in spite of the Rams defense, you know, like I'll stick around. I'm one of them, the top scores. I just looked at the Rams D and said, man, they got such a gravy schedule coming up. They got fucking the giants, Detroit, Houston, Tennessee, San Francisco, like five a plus matchups in a row. I said, I just got to weather the storm with the Rams defense for one fucking week. And Caused me my downfall. Point four points. Get fucked. I think you're looking at your demise all wrong, friend. Like you, you did a personal best here. Yeah, did I? Yeah. Oh, like, well, I did. like the way yeah, you're trending, you're gonna do big things in four to six years. <laughs> four to six years. Yeah. Two spots a season. You just keep moving those goals. I might win this pool by you're 2032. I can feel yeah. it. I can honestly say, with my luck, I will. Never, ever, 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 ever win this league. You can almost fucking guarantee that. In TBLC, you got to have some football knowledge and be an on-the-ball manager. Here, it's going to come down to luck, and I'm never going to win this league. I'm never going to win. Never. I can guarantee that every single year that I make it deeper than you, I will enjoy it. It's basically the only reason I'm still in this fucking pool. I hate it. Yeah, I had an historically bad week for the second pool in a row, both TBLC and the guillotine league, I got zero touchdowns out of my position players, zero. And specifically in the guillotine league, if I had even gotten one, one touchdown, just one, I would have survived, but no, sir. Cooper cup. Let me tell you how bad my week was. I had nine total, including defense. Okay. Of those nine last week, six of those nine, had their worst game of the season. How the sweet Mary, Jesus, and Joseph fuck is that possible? Derek Kerr, amazing. lowest game amazing. of the year. Cooper Cup, lowest game of the year. CD Lamb, worst game of the year. Josh Jacobs, worst game of the year. Travis Kelsey, worst fantasy game in three fucking years. Forget the it's, year. It's amazing. Three years. And the Los Angeles Rams defense, their lowest total of the year. It's fucking beautiful. It's a, it's a painting. Like, it's a Van Gogh. Yeah, it feels like it's a fucking magic. Van Gogh. It's incredible. 
unbelievable, man. I was watching it unfold. I was like, what is happening? Why is there a big fat zero in the touchdown category for every one of these fucks? How is this possible? Well, you did win at one thing this week, and that would be that you made some things happen on the waiver wire. Yeah, I, I made nine deposits to the waiver wire and then watched my players get all scooped up. But and they what? did get scooped up. Yep. So if nothing else, like I've taken souls in the fact that I've had a great team because out of all the teams eliminated so far, my players are the one that people spent the most for. Yeah. I got a uh, Cooper cup for 16 bucks. And then when I was eliminated a few weeks later, he was scooped up for how many thousands of dollars? $41 is what he went right? for. So going on the dead to me for the rest of their existence, uh, Derek Carr, Cooper cup, CD lamb, Josh Jacobs, Travis Kelsey, you're all fucking dead to me, and you'll never, ever be on one of my fantasy yeah. rosters ever a fucking game. Travis Kelsey says you're full of shit. Well, this is the first year I've ever had Travis Kelsey, and I'll never have him again. He's yeah. dead to me. Travis, Travis Kelsey's like, yeah, you will. You'll have me again. Anyway, let's check out some of those uh, fab offers. Are we done dunking on me and how I lost by uh, no. six and a half points? We can let it go for a little bit, but we're not done. Okay. Cooper Cup winning bid 41. Feel like I got him for a discount. 16. Travis uh, Kelsey, $75. 75. Dude, Chase Edmonds went for 36. Justin must yeah. have fucking loved my team. Holy sweet fuck. Chase Edmonds went for 36, and I had a little bit of buyer's remorse for taking Jacobs at 12 bucks. Chase Edmonds went for 36. Meanwhile, the next highest bid was. Uh, Hitman of 15. Justin spent an extra $21 there. Whoops. Yeah. Out of the yard still, that was your team being auctioned off here. I think it did pretty fucking well. Hopkins at $23. CJ CD Lamb, $13. Yep. Wow. Travis There's, Kelsey, I 75. Think people may regret Christ. letting me have those two receivers for a combined 36 bucks. But this is the luck thing, right? I picked up Josh Jacobs for fucking zero, and it cost me my seasons. Like, I I was feeling pretty comfortable in this pool. Like, I made some moves, you know, like the Josh Jacobs $0 pickup was huge for me. I got one. Well, that's where my buyer's remorse on Jacobs was. I I had Harris. Yeah. And I had him for zero bucks. You had the perfect bid for Jacobs, too, as Sloppy Fries had a bid in for him for 11. Well done. Really? There you go. It's pro moves. See, you took your own advice. Last week you're on here saying I've fucked the dog in this pool. I haven't made proper bids for anyone. I haven't fucking done any of that. Uh, you're like, I gotta wake up. I gotta start bidding for guys. And you did. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre. now this week I'll go down. Well, because you got the Skinner curse team players now. Oh, for sure. Like my team is basically an organ donor, and just all of my organs were salvaged. And now they're all little pieces of me. And everyone, you got the biggest piece. DeAndre yes. Jacobs and CD. Look at you. Sounds disgusting. Well, that's how it is. I hope they perform for you, friend. You're starting the uh, the Colts D at the Ravens this week. You don't think the Ravens can put up points? On baby steps. Okay, I haven't really looked into defense yet. Just give me some fucking time. Yeah, fair enough. I'll tell you whose defense not to take. Uh, the fucking cocksucking Rams defense. <clears throat> So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough week, man. This one really got me. This is what I said to Aaron. I said, this is why I'm so tilty. Like, yeah, you guys know me. I'm an emotional manager. I go on these crazy fucking rants. But it was the combination of everything. Last well, I think we've all had those weeks. Yeah, I got right? a fucking tattoo. Yeah, you do. Well, that was me last week, you know, minus the tattoo. Like, you should I go get like, yourself a tattoo for this week. Just to commemorate it? Week yeah. four, 2021 season? Just put it on a headstone. Get a Travis Kelsey portrait. Oh, my God. Megan would love that. That's how you got to buck that bad juju. You just got to get the Travis Kelsey portrait tattoo. I couldn't pick myself up, man. Like, I got uppercutted on my ass early in the day. And every time I tried to pick myself up, I got knocked down again. It's like, oh, Jesus, the Titans lost. Fuck. At least the Saints got 11-point lead on the Giants in the fourth quarter. At least I'll... Survive oh. my survivor pool. Oh shit! Now I'm out of that. Fuck. Oh well, there goes 157 grand. I didn't need that anyway. 
at least I've got my free draft leagues of four to two. Oh shit. Look, can't beat me by 0.4. There goes another 20 of my dollars in our uh, perpetual $20 side bet. Well, maybe I'll win TBLC. Oh, never mind. I said uh, basically a career low of 76 points. Maybe I'll win Fangis Kid. Oh, no, I lost my life nemesis, John Loader. Never mind. Oh, wait, maybe I'll hang on the guillotine league. Oh, no, I got fucked in that too. Just everything all at once, man. I was like, how is this happening? How? Jesus Christ, my pants are so tight. Well, maybe, oh. you should, maybe you should lay off the fucking hammer helper. <laughs> no, different, different part of the pants. Oh, I'm sorry. Doing some tent pitching over your misery over here. It's my boner. Uh, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, got it. Loud and clear. Anyway, uh, it's I don't like even a baby's arm holding an apple. I don't even feel right making a prediction for this pool anymore. <laughs> well, I'm not picking Ryan. I made that man a promise. I'm going to keep it. Okay. Jeez Louise. Fuck. I don't fucking know. Man, what do I know about this pool? I don't know anything about this pool. There's a few teams projected for zero points this coming week. Can I pick one of them? No. I'm going to go to fucking random.org. And that's what I'm going to predict who's going down. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So for my old buddy Spence, who's the most indecisive human being on planet fucking Earth, who didn't have the capacity to make a decision on his trade himself. Well, I decided that I don't have the capacity to make a decision on who's going to go down this week. So I'm on little random.org here, and I'm going to randomize this list five times. Whatever team name is at the top after five randomizations is who I'm going to pick to go down this week. Let's see. Random number one, Leslie Fake Chow. Random number two, Team Dinner. Random number three, Spencer's Team. That's ironic. Random number four, Bishop's Executioner, Cam's team. And the final team on the list who I will pick to go down this week will be football team. There you go. I couldn't make a decision for myself, so I had to get random.org to do for me. I, I was hoping f- that you were going to end up with Ryan. That would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have went with it. Yeah, let's go football team, I guess. Uh, he's got, uh, he's got a bunch of guys from my team and he's got no web left. Ironically, he saw me go down and spent all his money on my corpses. Cool. For some reason he's content to roll with the corpse of Robert Tunyon tight end, which I would absolutely be cutting for fucking any Johnny dare throw at this point. Uh, that's actually a good pick. Thanks. Random.org. This team's not very good. I'm going to so. flip the script here. Cause I, I can't pick these things for fucking shit. So not even going to try. I'm going to, bring science in and science bitches i'm gonna pick ryan because whoa this this is what the science says okay because he has the lowest points for yep and and the science says that the lowest points for means you usually score the least yes and if you score the least in this league you lose so dummy you know what ryan must be listening to me because i said I've said a couple weeks now, I said, stacks don't win guillotine leagues. Now, granted, what the fuck do I know about winning guillotine league or even less than long in a guillotine league? But stacks win you championships in redraft leagues. But here, if your stack has a bad week, you're toast. And I think he must have heard me because he turfed fucking Kirk Cousins in a plus matchup, no less, against Detroit to go with Daniel Jones on the road in Dallas. So I should say as part of this scientific equation, I – Genuinely haven't looked at his fucking team at all. So, well, fair enough. I like There's that. no basis there. His team actually looks decent, other than the fact his running backs are a complete total fucking backup wasteland. But he does have a good looking team otherwise. Good well, to know. Ryan, Ryan, I want you to know that I had absolutely nothing to do with that. It was not scripted, that was not set up. I was as shocked as everyone else is going to be when. Ryan was picked for the third week in a row to go down, but not by me, but by Joel this time. So, I have a feeling he's going to understand my logic. Yeah, he'll probably appreciate it, hey? Shirt of the week. All right, let's move on to the final segment of the show, shirt of the week. What do we, uh, what do we like for the shirt this week? I, I think we just like you as a human. Just Andrew Skinner, your shirt of the week. 
Andrew Skinner's shark of the week. We're going to have to go to one of the matches that was decided by a mere three points from Team Shogun Master, Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham with a paltry 5.1 points. Beckham's disgusting stat line highlighted by four rushing yards and two receptions for 27 yards. 5.1 at a Beckham, especially after a big week in his return from the IR. Just not going to get it done in what should have been a plus matchup on paper. Yeah, the Browns got a good defense, you know, but that's still the game could have been high scoring. The Vikings certainly don't have a high, highly ranked defense, and they certainly don't have a secondary to be scared of. So there should have been room for Odell to put up some points and 5.1 is just not going to cut it. What do you think? 125 yard catch and Spencer wins. That's right. So with that in mind, yeah, Spencer definitely had Odell slip one past his butthole goalie. Odell Beckham, your shirt of the week. All right. With that, we will wrap up what is sure to be another exciting episode as they always are. Till next time, friends. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Toodles. Toodles. What are you, six years old? (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. You take it easy. You too. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. Contact us anytime at theweeklyfantasyroundup at gmail.com.